And a very good evening to you. Welcome along. I'm Peter Moore with yet another Big Kickoff Cricket podcast. Today I've been joined by uh, Debbie Knight, uh, Ollie Rayner, Wes Spearman and Mark Smith. And we're going to be digesting uh, all the cricket uh, news and topics that's been happening recently as well. And looking ahead to a certain test match tomorrow as well. And looking back on a, uh, an extraordinary test match, it has to be said, that was uh, played recently and only lasted two days. Um, so what we're going to do, let's start off then with the big talking point of the last week or so. Uh, cast your mind back, I think it was about a week, wasn't it? Yeah. India against England, um, third test, day-night match, pink ball, crowd in attendance. And unfortunately, it ended in two days. Um, Wes, I'm going to start with you. Test cricket, for obvious reasons, should be at least, well, if not five days, four days. But this one, rather embarrassingly, it had to be said, uh, finished in two days. Um, what was your overall reaction? Um, I think my first reaction was obviously disappointment, being, um, being an England fan, but also being just a fan of Test cricket as well. It is incredibly disappointing to see a match between two really good sides and what well, they second and fourth in the world to end in in less than two days in in five sessions really there was however <laughs> however many sessions left to go three days left to go it's just absolutely ridiculous that a test match between two such high quality sides can end that quickly i mean we saw today afghanistan zimbabwe ended in two days as well but that's two low quality teams um, on a pitch in Abu Dhabi as well, but I mean, I'm sure we'll get we'll get onto the pitch a bit later. But just overall, it is just completely disappointing. Ollie, um, I know you've been waiting to <laughs> talk about this for obvious reasons. <laughs> I have got my finger. At I, the don't know, I, I don't know how I'm going to condense it. Try, mate. Try. Um, you were, you know, you were a spinner. You were a good spinner through. Um, uh, as regards the spinners' union, yeah, obviously you're going to say, yeah, well, it's a spinning track. You know, well done to the spinners. But, you know, overall, uh, let's be honest, um, uh, I'm sure you could have got wickets on that. Uh, and a lot of them, Ollie, has to be said. And, and, that's, and I'm not being disrespectful to your bowling by far and away, which is always exceptionally good. But, I mean, if Joe Root can get five for eight... And look really surprised, and he probably could have even got a few more. Um, as I said earlier, you know, it, I mean, what we're trying to do is promote Test cricket, aren't we? Uh, not just in this country, but around the world. And when you get pitches and instances and circumstances like that, it, surely it can't be good for the game. I heard a rumour that the groundsman in the Chennai first test got asked to step down for the second test, and the BCCI took over the pitch and then produced that dust bowl. I mean, the pitch wasn't always doing it. And ironically, the balls that went straight on from the left arm were the ones causing the most problem. In a test match, day one, you should be able to, you know, it should be something in for the seamers. But if you bat cautiously and get through that first hour, maybe first session, you earn the right to accelerate a little bit after lunch, etc., etc. It should start spinning back into day three, probably, out the footholds and the spinners come and do their thing. That is just, it's, no one can bat on that. Alistair Cook, you're having one of the best batters in the world on the commentary saying, I, I'm sitting here trying to fathom what sort of plan I would have come up with, and I can't think of one. 
So, Lord, I did say I was going to be a bit of a handful on this one. I, I, I am pretty disappointed. Um, and now I'm not playing or following it more. And, you know, it's an excuse to watch something at work and it's over before Friday. I'm absolutely spewing. But I don't think it's good for the game. Something needs to be done. The best team needs to win over a period of, you know, four to five days and a half decent pitch, in my humble opinion. I'll leave it at that for now. <laughs> good. We'll come back. We'll, we'll talk quite a bit about this for obvious reasons. Uh, thanks, Ollie. Mark, I'll come on to you. Um <laughs> There's a difference between a pitch that's dangerous, uh, which has happened in the past, remember, England-West Indies, uh, and, a dip, and a pitch that isn't dangerous, but for obvious reasons, it's been, well, I won't say, do I use the term doctored or do I just uh, <laughs> not use the term doctored, yeah. but basically making it a complete spinner's paradise. And as Ollie yeah. said, when you've got a, a world-class batsman like Sir, Sir Alistair Cook, going on television saying, well, I wouldn't know how to play it. You know what? I mean, that really speaks to itself, doesn't it? What, what was your take on it? Yeah, no, I think, I think what Ollie was saying, he completely hit, hit the nail on the head with a lot of those points. Um, I think the interesting thing, and Ollie will probably will know this, is that if that was a county championship match over four days, um, you know, would, would the home team be dot points? Now, I think in the laws of cricket, that is not, as you know, it's not a dangerous pitch. You know, obviously, as you referred to with the with the West Indies England match, I think back in the nineties when it mm. was dangerous. So technically, in the laws of cricket, I don't think it's regarded as you know as a dangerous pitch. But you know, as 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 everyone's been saying before me, I mean, you know, Test cricket's meant to be five days, and certainly, I think it's not just. It, I think countries, you know, the BCCI and, and you know the the ground staff have got a responsibility to to provide a pitch that does last for five days. It should be, it should be an even contest, you know, between bat and ball. It should start spinning around day four, maybe late late part of day three into day four, and that's fair enough. Um, and certainly that wouldn't happen in this country because, you know, counties and that you know have to spend a lot of money getting you know getting the venues for for the for the test matches, um, and that certainly wouldn't happen in this country. But yeah, I, I think it was it it was it was it was disgraceful. Uh, I've seen uh, Mr. Coley's uh, kind of been defending it and saying that, you know, England didn't bat well enough. Well, yes, of course, India, obviously England, India did deserve to win. But, you know, I just think two days uh, on that wicket was was a disgrace. Debbie, I'll come on to you. Um, should there be sanctions? I mean, people are talking about, you know, obviously we've got this world championship, etc. India should, should be docked points etc you know um how a country is going to get around this or is it a situation which somebody was speaking to me about this week and they said look when um india tour over here it's fairly obvious england going to make fast tracks anyhow which and then india will probably start complaining so what do you reckon to that sort of argument um there is a, a bit of an argument there for me um i mean was rohit sharma batting on a different wicket to everybody else is one question, because he seemed to be able to find a way to cope with things, didn't he? He got 66 and 25. Hmm. Um, I'm, I'm a little bit torn. I think the ball was a big factor, as much of a factor probably as the wicket, because lots of the, it skidded on, didn't it? You know, And lots hmm. of the balls that actually got our batsmen out were straight balls. So it wasn't about spin. I, I'm, I, I can't be too upset about a wicket that spins in India. Whether it broke up is a different ma matter, but, you know, they're going to produce wickets that suit their their bowlers, aren't they? As we do. You know, what were we 
complaining when Australia, and I know that was overhead conditions as well, but were we complaining when Australia were out before lunch at Trent Bridge? I was there and I, I was off my seat every two minutes with joy. Um, I think we've got to be quite careful about this. And I don't think for one minute, actually, India will complain about pitches here because I, I think they understand that it's different in the different countries. So, and, and, and should we be actually looking at taking points from Somerset for producing wickets that actually suit the bowlers that they have? You know, how, how are our bowlers ever gonna be the sort of same sort of level of spinner? How are our batsmen ever gonna learn to play spin? The fact that we don't have county cricket in, in the midsummer is a bit of an issue, isn't it? Um, but I, I perhaps don't feel as strongly as everybody else about that. Okay. I'm going to bring Ollie in now. Um, Ollie, um, you can put your spinner's hat on, as you normally do, which is understandable. Uh, so people have also mentioned, yeah, but it, England players cannot play spin. They hate facing spinners. They can't play spin. Simple argument to that, like Debbie alluded to there uh, in conversation. Um, surely there's got to be a situation in this country where a groundsman can try and prepare spinning tracks. I'm not saying like a two day spinning wicket, no, but at least to try and turn earlier, perhaps even on a fourth day or third or fourth day in the championship match. Yeah. Um, should we, like Debbie was saying, you know, I, I go along with Debbie's point. Yeah. You know, the county championship structure at the moment, and it has been for a while where, you know, you, you, how are you going to produce spinning tracks because you're going to have, uh, matches starting in April and September, etc., and you've got nothing in between. Surely those are the type of pitches that you need, and we should be playing these type of games, should we not? I agree to a certain extent, and I, I completely respect um, Debbie's point of view. However, I would say that I don't think we we purposefully prepare Seamers pitches in England. That is what the conditions generally dictate okay and i think in india as they proved on that first test they can prepare good pitches which mm. will deteriorate if the game continues over time because how hot the the climate is the soil it is dry it's going to break up okay so you know with respect to debbie i, I don't think we'll necessarily could we could get stung we could prepare real seamers pitches and fall short um, it's a luck of the draw, in my humble opinion. Okay, I think every every country has a duty to produce the best pitches they can in the conditions that they've got, and then naturally they'll have an upper hand because they're used to playing in that country in those conditions. So I'll, I'll, I'll finish on that side there. In terms of the the spin aspect in England, we still need to produce good pitches. I don't I don't think um, bringing um, more pitches like uh, Taunton is the answer. Our, our, our county structure, in terms, and, and Debbie did touch on that, is is, is bookended, and, and I'm a, I will continue to be a broken record until they change that. I'm afraid because it does have a big impact on how spin is played, and how spinners progress and um, evolve in England. Um, so that, that's what I would say on that matter. I think I think the pitches in India are. are you know, substandard, and I think they should be held accountable, like Somerset possibly should have been held, held accountable when they were doing it with the raking of the ends, you know, that is doctoring a pitch, that is not preparing a dry pitch, you know, um, and again, 
you know, I'm more than happy for people not to agree with me. Absolutely, of course. It's just my humble opinion on the matter. And that's coming from a spinner. You know, I, it's not good cricket. And I, and I think it's unfair to say that we can't play spin. There's, you know, Rohit Sharma played absolutely brilliantly. But you, how, how often do you find it in county cricket when it's going all over the hockey and the top five don't find an answer? And then our number seven comes in and mm. makes it look easy. Everyone, you know, different mindsets, um, different responsibilities. Uh, you know, you, you get those people who just seem to be batting on a different pitch to everyone else. That's just, that happens. India deserved to win, okay? First and foremost. I do not deny that. They played better in the conditions. It was just not good enough. And, you know, that, that, that's what I think. We, should, we, we have a duty, even in English conditions in April, May, to produce good pitches. 2016, they brought in the regulations to ensure that. And guess what? You know, I, I, I must have played in two or three games in April and May that the, the, the fielding side um, in the first innings were out there for 120, 130 mm -hmm. overs. And that was just one rule regulation brought in and everyone knows how to make good pitches. So, yeah, sorry. I, I did say that I was going to be a handful tonight. <laughs> and I apologise. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, when when Rainer get sorry, when Ollie Rainer get, gets on his pedestal, ah, yes. it's great, it's brilliant, fantastic. Um, Mark, I come to you quickly. Sorry, just a minute. Wes, the actual last test. Now, all right, I know hindsight's a wonderful thing, um, but realistically, I can understand uh, England side that they picked with a, a pink ball because obviously Anderson and Broad together. If that was in Adelaide or you know, South Africa or something like that, I'd go along with that. But surely, you know, anybody will tell you that India are not produce a wicket that's going to favour the likes of Anderson and Broad, even in a day-night match. Is that a fair comment? Would you go along with that or would you disagree with that? Um, yeah, I'd, I'd go along with that. Um, I think England did get selection wrong. I think for any test match in India and the subcontinent, yeah, you have to pick two spinners. Whether it be Leach or Bess, or or if Moeen stayed around, pick him for him for the game. But you have to go with two spinners in, in any test match in India. Um, but for me, I think the the perhaps more worrying thing about England's selection so far has not been the bowling, but the batting. They've been bowled out for under two hundred last three four innings that they played. The only time they've <laughs> they've scored more than 200 is, is the first innings of the first test on what was then, as Ollie said, a, a good pitch. As soon as the ball starts spinning, they, they just look clueless besides side Drew. I've got the batting averages up there next to me, and, and Don Bess has got the second highest average of anyone on the tour, just but the next with, with 27. <laughs> so it, it, it's just beggars believe how poor England's batting has been since that first test match. And whether they make a few changes for, for tomorrow, I don't know. Perhaps maybe they should chop and change Pope for Lawrence because Pope is a bit out of form. Um, but yeah, the selection and, and the scene bowlers that, that England have are, are top class. Obviously, Broad, Anderson, Archer, Stone bowled very well in the second test. But in India, it's just you, you know what conditions you're going to get. Pick two spinners every day of the week for me. Uh, yeah, I, I think it was poor batting as well. Yeah, I think, I think Wes again spot on really you know to be bowled out you know last three um innings to be bowled out less than 200 and obviously bowled out for around 18 the second innings of of the first test was 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 very disappointing um 
And I think it's a big, it's a big, um, I mean, this test is the next test on its start tomorrow. I think mentally it's, it's a big challenge now. It's how do you bounce back? Um, I think it's important not to dwell on what happened in the last test. I think obviously we're talking about it and it's obviously been quite big news um, about the pitch as we just discussed. But I think if I'm, if I'm an opening batsman, if I'm Dom Sibley um, or the Crawley, and I think, I think in fairness, uh, Crawley actually done quite well, actually. Um, we didn't mention that. And I thought he, he batted well for his, for his 50, 53, I think it was. Um, we just got to plan a strategy of how we're going to play the spinners. We've got to be positive as well and try not just to keep, you know, being defensive and just, just be positive, not necessarily scoring fours or sixes, but, you know, trying to push the singles um, and try and, you know, just think of ways of putting pressure on. I mean, Joe Root obviously um, led the way in, in the Sri Lanka tour in the first test as well. So we've got, we've got players that can, that can put, you know, get scores to put pressure on India. So I think we can't, we can't get too despondent. You know, we've got a great opportunity now to level this series. So um, in terms of selection, it's going to be a difficult one, isn't it? Because I think, you know, there's no one, maybe exception of Root, that's really sort of, you know, not a good series. I think, I mean, the, the fact that the best is the, you know, the second highest in the average averages is um, just tells its own story, doesn't it? Mm. Um, and I think, I'd like to think that best will, will get called up Um tomorrow um so i think we do need those two spinners ollie uh back to spinning again um we all knew before the start of this series how good ravi ashwin was uh, and to be fair he, he did bowl well even though obviously conditions helped him but of course before the start of the season oh seriously i say sorry axel patel most people would never have heard of him as a spinner as such how good is he? I mean, you know, do, do, can we read a lot into this series and say, hey, this guy is going to be another Ravi Ashwin or not? <laughs> I'm, I was dreading that, that question because <laughs> I'm going to say something and he's going to prove me wrong. I, I, I don't think he's a special spinner. That, I, and I'm, that's no disrespect. He's a good spinner. He bowled with really good control. Mm. He kept asking questions, putting it in the right spot over and over. Now, that's a skill in itself. Ravi Ashwin has so many more strings to his bow, so much more guile. Um, you know, he just changes his seam positions very subtly, his paces. He changes his angles a lot at, this, at the crease. Axel Patel, in my humble opinion, is a very good white ball bowler from what I can see. I don't know much about him. He's quite flat. He's at the stumps. And he's been on conducive pitches. And like I say, he was dangerous because he didn't spin the ball at times. But he showed the odd one that ragged. Now, that is very hard to get out of your head. Mm. It doesn't matter how good a cricketer you are. When you see one go or the odd one go like that, it's very hard to put that behind you. And then guess what? You get caught in the crease and he slides one through the, through the straight. Um, he's, a good, he's a good bowler, so I'm not bagging him at all. I don't think he's a world-class test bowler, in my humble opinion. Mm. Um, if he goes to Australia, New Zealand... Is he, is he, uh, uh, there you go, I'll put, I'll put it in a different way. Is he ever going to play for India outside the subcontinent? I'm not convinced. Very, very, very good point, actually. Yes, yeah. We'll see. You never know. But no, I, I, to be fair, I'd, I'd go along with you, Ollie, actually. Um, but I, I said this about a bus, a Butler in the summer and then he went and scored all those runs. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> now, um, Debbie, I'm going to bring you in on this one. Um, Virat Kohli. Behaviour. What's your take on that? 
my take on it is that there seems to be one law book for everybody else and one for Virat Kohli when he's in India. When I wrote an article about this, actually, because people don't seem to understand how the demerit points actually work. And I think having Bumble say he should be banned for that, it's not how it works. But he actually had demerit points in the bank. Mm. So had he been given the one that he should have been given, he wouldn't likely have played in that last test. And I understand that the fans that come want to see Virat Kohli. As an England fan, he's fantastic to watch, you know, whether he's in the field or whether he's got a bat in his hand. He's a wonderful cricketer to watch. But his behaviour was dreadful in that second test. And he should have had a demerit point for that. You know, people were talking about Joe talking to the officials after that fact. They couldn't possibly have disciplined Joe Root after ignoring what Virat Kohli did. He, for me, he lets himself down um, because there isn't one law book for everybody else and one for Virat Kohli. It's the same one. Mm. And I think the officials really let cricket down by not giving him that demerit point. One of his points is actually from 2018. So he might well have been on just three, but it should have been done no matter what. Mark? Yeah, I think he's a very... Uh, he, he's a very large-than-life character. Um and yeah, I, I I do agree with what Debbie says. I mean, I'm not I'm not an expert on what what constitutes a merit point or not, but uh, yeah, he's to me he shows a lot of dissent out on the field, and I think it's quite he's quite unsporting when really compare it to say I don't know, I think didn't um, was it Broad he got a demerit point for something I can't remember what it was I, I could be wrong, but yeah, he seems to get away of a lot, and I, I don't I don't know why he seems to have some kind of I mean I, I guess. I guess it's no one's fault, but I guess it doesn't help that the umpires are Indian and maybe, you know, it's he, he gets he gets away with it. I mean, I, I could be wrong, but that's just that's how it could come could be perceived. So yeah, I think I think sometimes his behaviour is I mean, there are times when, you know, he shows some great sportsmanship. Don't forget, obviously, when in the first test, I think when Root had some cramp and he he um you know he helps him in that. So he's not he's not a, a totally bad person, but I think he's one in one of them people when when the chips are down. Sometimes he 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 takes it too far for me, and I, I agree with what Debbie says. Um, as Mark and Marcus just say, he's quite an extroverted character rather than someone like a Rahani that we saw in Australia, a bit more a bit more calm, a bit more relaxed sort of style of of captaincy. But to go up to the umpire, I think it might have been the second test, um, and to sort of be right up in his face and question his decision. It, I think one of the dismissals reminded me of, of when Viv Richards was captain of the West Indies and he came charging down the pitch at the umpire to try and overturn the decision. Um, but yeah, he, any captain or any player shouldn't be up in the face of the umpires going, oh, how come you didn't overturn that? It's, it's, it's not right. And just that, that's what the umpires are there for. They're there to make the decisions, not the players. Um, the players can obviously review it, but at, at the end of the day, the umpire's word is is final, and there's no reason for Root or Coley or, or anyone to to just <laughs> to just get off at one at the umpires, really. Ollie, have we got anything to add to that? I think I'll save my ref for other things. To be honest, <laughs> I I don't I don't know exactly what happened. Um, I know he, he's very passionate and mm. he does have the weight of a very uh, passionate uh, nation on top of him. I mean, you know, he's an absolute superstar, but even more reason to leave from the front. And I think I think Roots actually conducted himself brilliantly in general. 
considering the pressure that they're under from the media and and obviously you know trying to bite the tongue and be diplomatic about the situations that have arisen over the last two tests but I'll be honest, I, I, I may have missed a couple of bits on that, so I don't really want to go into too much detail. But he does have a responsibility to behave in a, mm. in a, you know, a good manner, definitely. Right, we're going to move on now. Um, Debbie, I know you want to talk about English players playing in the PSL, the Pakistan uh, uh, League at the moment. Um, how are they doing and what's your take on that at the moment? They're all, they're all doing very well, actually, on mm. the whole. Um I mean, again, I write because I've got quite a big following in Pakistan, so I write a bit about every game um, and pick a star man. And I've more, you know, more often than not, it's been one of our English players. So they've they're all have all had a good innings at the very least. Um, so we've got James Vince, Alex Hales, Tom Cole, Cadmore, Lewis Gregory, Rabbi Bopara, and Joe Clark, and Samit Patel is out there as well. I might have missed someone out there, but Joe Clark is impressed with the bat. Um, he's been keeping wicket, not so successfully, I would say, in the last two games. He was part of a, an over that gave away 32 runs this morning or their, their afternoon, which is a record for PSL. Um, so not so good on that front. But I think they're doing very well. And, it, and I have to say, for Pakistan, it's doing them wonders for the guys to be there, actually. Ravi's been there from the beginning. Um, Alex has been there for a few years, but it's... It's fantastic to see other English players out there. It'll do wonders for Pakistan cricket. Brilliant. We're going to end up with um, an announcement a couple of days ago, actually. England have appointed some uh, coaches. Um, Where's Marcus Triscoffic, uh, batting coach? Uh, what's your thoughts on that? Um, yeah, I think that's a really, really good appointment. I mean, Marcus has got what thousand test runs played quite a number of, of test matches obviously for England and has, has a illustrious career uh, with Somerset um, but to take over from I think Graham Fort was the last batting coach and, and Graham Gooch before that, that's quite a that's quite a few names that you've got to uh, take after but um, I mean hopefully he can he can work his wonders for for tomorrow <laughs> given England's batting trouble uh, this this season but um yeah, I think to, for some of the younger players, especially like the likes of Pope, of the likes of Lawrence, um, they probably looked up to him when Triscoff was in his prime in, from, in the early 2000s. So to have someone like that coaching you, I know, I know for me as, as a bang average club cricketer, I'd, I'd love to have the opportunity. And I'm sure some of the England guys would love to pick Triscoff experience. And, and Callis they had on the Sri Lanka tour as well. I think Joe, even Joe Root was like just amazed that, Alice was coaching them, so I think that's a, a, a brilliant appointment, in my opinion. Ollie, uh, Jeet Patel, uh, spinning coach, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I'm really happy with that, and just like what sort of Wes has said, these I mean, the people that they've generally recruited recently uh, mm. are, are relatively recent in the game. I mean, Jeet was playing, wasn't he, last year? But forgive me if I've got that wrong, or at least the year before. Marcus, obviously, a little bit longer in the tooth, but has played the modern game. Um, and played it very well. Um, he knows what it takes at international and domestic level to do well. Um, and I think he's quite a chilled, like he's not too intense, which I think is good. He's not going to get too 
held up on all the uh, sort of technical in intricacies and he's just going to uh, be more of a sounding board and and more of a sort of tactician I would say which I think is a good thing at that level those guys don't need technical support you know they, they need they need technical pointers when things are going awry definitely and just to be brought back on track but generally it's just to keep those guys where they need to be mentally to perform at the standard that they they've been performing at to get picked for England, so yeah, I think I, I'm I'm definitely happy with a bit of a change in personnel, and that's no disrespect to the previous. You know, they've had a good tenure, um, and the game is moving on. So yeah, no, I'm happy with it. And Mark, um, uh, John Lewis, fast bowling coach, uh, interesting appointment. Yeah, um, but you know, I mean, he he had a again a distinguished career in county cricket with uh, Gloucestershire. Uh, briefly with Sussex, um, obviously um, a very good, very good bowl on his day. I think he played a few one-day internationals for, for England. Um, yeah, I mean, I think he'll, he'll be, you know, I think I think he's a, he's a good coach, um, and you know, I mean, obviously guys like Anderson and Broad don't need coaching. Obviously, their test records show, but um, I think it's you know, it's probably more about you know the mental side and just you know. Any anything that needs tweaking, I'm sure he's there, but he's not there to obviously completely change uh, people's bowling techniques. Um, and I and then going back to Ollie's point, I think I think Gene Patel, obviously as a Warwickshire fan, um, he was brilliant for us as, as a as a as a four day player. To me, he's a legend of of uh, the Bears, um, and I think yeah, I think he he will bring the best out of our spinners, hundred percent. We've got a few minutes left, so <clears throat> I'm going to end with one question very, very quickly to everybody. I'm going to start with uh, Debbie. Who has impressed you most, whether it be an Indian player or an England player in this Test Series so far? Just one person. <laughs> I'm going to have to go with Rohit Sharma, actually, because he, for him to actually be cementing his place at the top of a, of a red ball game is, is impressive. We know he's an impressive white ball cricketer, I do think there's a little bit of a power struggle goes on in that Indian team. And I'm really, I'm pleased for him. I'd rather he wasn't doing against England, but I'm pleased to see him doing well in the Red Bull game. Ori? Uh, yeah, I, I would echo definitely what Debbie said. He's he's Luther class above. But I mean, I will I will say, although it has been spinning, I mean, I'm, I'm always ever in, in awe of Ravi Ashwin. I think he, you know, and he scored some valuable runs as well. Um, so I'll probably go uh, with Ashwin, but obviously favourable uh, uh, conditions, which would obviously make um, Rohit a better pick because he's done well in those conditions. But yeah, I, I, Ravi's absolutely class and I'll stick with a spin. I, 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 I would join you and, and, and say Ravi Ashwin personally. Uh, Wes? Um, yeah, one from each side. Um, England for me, Jack Leach. I think he's bowled absolutely brilliantly. Um, so far, shame Joe Root nicked a fiver off him in the last test. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but for India, for me, Richard Pant. I think we know we know what he can do with with the bat. He absolutely tore apart Leach in in that first test. But his keeping, especially, has has come on leaps and bounds um, since over the last few years. And for me, he he gets the spot in, in the eleven on his wicket keeping alone ahead of ahead of Sahar now. And finally, Mark, you can have the last pick. Yeah, I, I definitely go along with Sharma um, for India. I think he's he's been batting on a different pitch from everyone else, apart from the first test, I think. But he's he's been absolutely superb. I think from England though, I I've been really impressed with Folks with the keep with the keeping as well. Kind kind of, I think his keeping has been really really good. And I think the interesting thing will happen when the summer season starts is obviously when Butler's back is 
you know, does do, do they play Butler as a batsman and, and uh, you know, and folks keep it stays as a keeper? But obviously, that's, that's a question for another day. But that's just something to think about. I thought I'd mention that. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I think already, you know, the times folks have played for England. Alex Stewart says it. We virtually all say it. he is the best keeper in the country. I mean, you know, his wicket keeping is absolutely outstanding. There's no two ways about it. You know, movement, everything about it. So I'm, I'm not in his fan club or anything like that. By the way, right. um, thank you very much, Mark. Thank you very much, Wes, Ollie as well, and Debbie. Absolute pleasure. This has been uh, the Big Kickoff Cricket Podcast. Thank you very much for joining us. We will be back shortly, no doubt after the. Uh, England, uh, India test series, and we've got the one days to come. And then, goodness gracious me, we're into March already. It's going to be the county cricket season as well. And you never know, we might have some spinning tracks, but we'll save that for another day. Thanks very much, guys. And uh, we'll speak again soon.